0: Broadcast system. Hello, and welcome to the 112th annual Subliminal Deception podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm drummer Phil. How are you?
1: Doing good, buddy. How about yourself?
0: <sighs> Not doing too bad. I am currently on day six. uh, vape free, nicotine free. Nice. Uh, I kind I kind of want to. Uh, blow my head off at the moment still but uh <laughs> we're we're getting there we're slowly trucking along that's uh uh hope i'm hoping it'll completely be gone by the end of the week how about you anything new in your life
1: no uh doing uh doing pretty much the same yeah i actually just listened to the newest bumblebutt episode and you're talking about being on day three without nicotine so and i believe the last time i talked to you you were on day one Mm. Without uh, vaping, so yeah,
0: yeah. So I've learned for some reason, like the the I was doing pretty good, and then like over the weekend, I don't know why. Maybe it was just because of the weekend, but over the weekend seems so much worse than any other uh time period. I don't I don't know why. I imagine it's because you were sitting around bored. But that could be that very. Yeah. I should have been going to church and praying to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Ahura Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so I wanted to ask you now, I didn't partake in the festivities here, but I think it was last week there was the big fight between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Are you? Were you aware of this?
1: I did hear about it. I didn't watch it. I did see the clip where it appeared that Mayweather accidentally knocked out Logan Paul and then caught him before he slammed face-first into the ground <laughs> to keep him, like, in the fight. You know, they made it look like uh, Logan Paul clinched, but you could tell that Mayweather, like, grabbed him from falling down. Logan Paul's yeah. lights were out. Yeah. So.
0: Um, yeah, they were like, get off. There's still money to be made. You cannot give <laughs> up yet.
1: People like, paid 50 bucks for this fucking sham.
0: Come on. Dude, That I think sham might be a fucking understatement like honestly when's the last time Mayweather's fought and it wasn't a goddamn sham I
1: don't know I mean it's just his style of boxing like from here's from what I've heard or what I've read online I should say if you're a huge fan of like the technique of boxing like the technical like aspects of boxing then you would really like Floyd Mayweather as a fighter the problem is most people aren't fans of the technique. Most people are fans of like NASCAR. They just want to see the crashes. They just want to see the knockouts. They just want to see the blood and the the big punches, the big knockouts. So most people don't like Mayweather just because he is a very boring fighter. He has a very boring style. He like he kills you with consistency. That's the problem. That's why he's 50 and oh. I don't know if they counted that last fight as a because it's just an exhibition match. Yeah, so.
0: I don't think they've been counting him for a while because he's technically <laughs> been retired. Um, but no, he here's what I here's what I call him. I say he's the greatest points boxer <laughs> in yes. the history of boxing. He is a very uh he uses uh what do they call it? Like defense he's very defensive fighter, so yes. he, he beats you by winning the points card. So, um yeah, that's kind of why I think people don't like him because, uh, you know, you see fights like Tyson or Holyfield or, uh, you know, George Foreman. Obviously, those are heavyweights, but uh, they like the big boys uh, slamming, punching, whatever, each other.
1: Yeah, they like seeing Mike Tyson with two mid sized cars attached to his wrist. Just slamming into people like every time Tyson would punch a guy in the in the midsection you could hear that impact and it just it sounded like like every single one sounded like a fucking car crash you know like you look at you look at Tyson punching someone and you can feel it like it hurts to watch him punch someone (laughs) that's what that's what the fans want to see they want to see somebody just in there just killing somebody just mauling them and sending their ass to the mat they don't want to see somebody, you know, just moving around, moving his head, keeping his arms up, you know, blocking every shot and then just getting a little bit of, you know, little jabs in on him, you know, getting little jabs well, in on him because well, Mayweather, he's not going to knock anyone out really with his, his style, but that Logan Paul guy, he almost took him down with uh one punch. It, it,
0: well, I'm going to be surprised. He's a fucking YouTube celebrity. <laughs>
1: He's no, not not, a I wouldn't be surprised at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's very ripped, but he's not in like boxing shape, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to fight him. He looks like he could, like he, if you saw him in a bar, you'd probably be like, I, would, I don't want to fight that guy. He'd probably kick my ass. But put him up against like a professional fighter. I don't, you know what I mean? It's it's so weird too, because it's it's such an odd sport to go into like boxing because MMA is so well it's not as big as it quite was a few years ago but like MMA is the big thing for people to get into for fighting problem is I think if Logan Paul I think that's why they're in boxing him and his brother I think that's why they're boxing and not doing MMA because they would get exposed pretty fucking quick in
0: MMA so you, I am very possible I yeah I don't they're a weird weird brothers I I honestly don't even know how they got famous All I know is Logan Paul laughed at like the dead people in um the suicide forest. You remember that? Okay. Do you you don't remember yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not a
1: I'm not a I'm not a huge like YouTube, you know, watcher. Okay. I don't know a ton of, you know, the ton of them, so. Yeah,
0: he man, he got he went into the forest and he found someone hanging in there and like uh, was like laughing at their dead body and stuff. So he got
1: I do think I heard about that incident, but I didn't know it was Wogan Paul.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was pretty fucked up, to be honest with you. Okay.
1: Maybe that's why everyone hates him because it seems like the internet hate is pretty yeah. high on uh, on those two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I don't really know that much about him, so I shouldn't talk too much about him. But yeah, he's, uh, he kind of thrives in infamy, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, I, oh. I'm, I'm just wanna to apologize to everybody who, who paid fifty dollars for that that horse yeah. shit. Uh, but <laughs> maybe you learn your yeah. lesson this time.
1: Hopefully uh, they all learned their lesson a little yeah. bit there. Yeah. But it was that's the thing. It was supposed to be this big spectacle and it turned out to be kinda nothing. But I was gonna say quick before we start, I took your advice. Uh, Redbox actually had a quiet place, part one. Uh, it was one of those like back again, kind of on like page three. I decided to rent that movie and I was kind of, it almost kind of felt like a prequel what I was watching. <laughs> uh, Cause I, I had actually seen the part two first. So when the movie started, there was uh there was a toddler there with them. And I was thinking to myself, like where'd this toddler come from? Like, I don't remember seeing him in the part two. And then all of a sudden he gets, you know, clipped like right away. And you know, right when they leave that store. Yeah. So.
0: That's an intense then, scene.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, I figured out because I didn't know whose grave they were walking by in part two. So, I, you know, that kind of explained whose grave it was. It was their brother's grave. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Now uh, the whole thing's come full circle for you. And um, we'll get into the episode in two seconds here. How do you what would you rate it out of 10 for for the series overall? Ooh,
1: I would say Quiet Place part two. I would give that probably an
0: eight. I would actually
1: give part one maybe a six. I didn't like it as much as part really?
0: two really okay but if I
1: had seen part one first, I probably wouldn't have had part two to put it up against so right. I'm gonna say because part two there was more stuff going on
0: yeah yeah so, absolutely a lot more action, I guess yeah it is odd like to
1: actually have a sequel that's better than the original yeah so that's pretty good for it. I would give the series. I'm not a huge horror fan, uh, but I do kind of like the aspect of you know them being quiet, like kind of like adding to the you know, how intense it is, like even though they're not like loud music, people screaming, it's so intense when they're so quiet because they know that the monster is like right there. so
0: right, yeah, it's a it's a very good series, very yeah. good series. um, well, anyway, you ready to? Get in this bad boy?
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: All right, we're going to be getting a little weird here, Phil. So, all right. this week, we are going to be looking into a ve- very peculiar event that transpired in a country known for weird events, Mother Russia. Now, there have... <laughs> Now, there have been Bigfoot sightings all over the world, depending on the geological location, it can go by any assortment of different names. You know, uh, I don't know if Arizona has one, but you have Skunk Ape. You have the Minerva Monster, I think, is one. You know what I'm saying. You got all these fucking random names for them. In Russia... Definitely. We know them as the residents of Apache Junction, so... (laughs) They're all very tall and very hairy, huh?
1: Yes, okay. very, uh, very messy. Very <laughs> messy
0: out there. So. <laughs> In Russia, they often refer to the creature as the Yeti or Almsti uh, or Almasty. One of the two, meaning ape man. And some suspect that the story we are about to hear is all about a female Yeti that was captured and then they named her Zana. But the real question is Is there any validity to this story, Phil? So, what are your initial impressions? If you've heard anything, don't give it away. But, um, what is your familiarity with the story of Zana? I will say that I believe there was a girl when I was
1: going to college who we had nicknamed All Mass." <laughs> uh, possibly. Um, I do believe I have heard something about this story uh so i'll kind of keep that to myself but yeah okay. it's uh it's one of those weird things people don't realize it that basically every single state we we mentioned this before every state in the union has had in the united states has had some type of bigfoot sighting and that's even like hawaii There, like there's just ho- all of these you know Uh, Whatever you want to think the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot or like you mentioned all those names, whatever you want to think this is like they've been sighted. So a lot of people think it's a bear, but, you know, one of those things. But this is actually a a story of them catching a Yeti.
0: Catching a possible Yeti. Let's put that out there. Possible. Okay. Okay. once we get through the whole thing, then we'll kind of be like, well, is it a Yeti? Is it this? Could it be this? Could it be this? So. Let's just say um the the yeti is kind of like the base level belief but a very weird woman is like <laughs> the overall story of Zana. What type of woman she is is what we're here to try to figure out. Okay. Now the story of Zana, like almost every single subject we have talked about on Subliminal Deception, is littered with sites providing slightly different accounts of what happened. But almost all of the sites agree that it be, that this whole thing began in the year 1850 in the Achmachir region of Georgia in Russia. Now, I'm going to ask you this, Phil. Um, during this time... Was Georgia part of Russia and not its own country?
1: Uh ooh, that's a good question. So, it may have been. I would have so, to look into that, but I do believe that. So, Russia was on a big expansion kick during this time. Uh, they were kind of competing against Great Britain for land in the region where Georgia is located. Okay, so
0: kind it, of in that, like around the sea there. It, so, so. Just from the date and how they always say this is Russia, even though if you look at this exact site now, it is Georgia, I'm assuming yes. at the time it was part of Russia, you know what I'm saying, uh, 170 years ago, so um, whatever, it's Russia, it's Russia, it's Russia. Uh, okay. Now, more specifically, it was the remote village of Abkhazia. Or one site claims that it is a mountain village of Tekina. Um, now, this could be, again, maybe it is they changed the name of the village when it when, when it left Russia and became the country of Georgia. I don't know. Uh, but it's one of those villages. That's all we know. Those both kind of
1: sound like spells that are mentioned on Harry Potter. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. What does Abkhazia do, Phil? It sounds like... Uh, the the kill spell that's what that one sounds like
0: <laughs> it and just then, kills them
1: instantly what is that when they yell out Takino or pachinko <laughs> or something like that well pachinko that's a that's a game played in Asia with the little beads that fall down but yeah yeah that just it's the names sound kind of funny but. I
0: feel like Abkadzia sounds like um, I don't know a new evolution of uh, Abra or something you know remember the Pokemon the fourth, yes. Yeah, the fourth evolution of Abra. Yeah, where he just becomes Bill Gates or something. Um, <laughs> now, overall, uh, even though a lot of this is going to happen in, in, in the wooded region, uh, the location that it talks about is right on the coast of the Black Sea. Now, whether that's important geographically for maybe a if it is a Yeti or Bigfoot or whatever, mm. I don't know. Obviously, we would assume if there's a creature, they need water, a water source. Um, but I'm assuming the Black Sea is salt water, right? Uh, ooh, I don't know about that one. Hmm. Uh, I,
1: Yeah, I kind of know its general location, but I don't know much about it. So
0: I feel like you could go there and the water's not black and I'd feel very disappointed. Yeah, a little bit. You'd <laughs> expect it to be
1: pretty, uh, pretty is dark water. It, is that there. where
0: they found the Dead Sea Scrolls?
1: No, that's uh, that's over where, you know, kind of like the Sinai, the peninsula and Israel, Palestine. It's That's in gotcha. that area. Okay. This is in this is in Eastern Europe. Yes. So,
0: right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I learned uh, a lot geographically looking into this case, probably more than I will ever use again in my life. But at least I learned uh, where yeah. Georgia and all them old Russian countries are. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, the story begins when a nobleman and merchant by the name of Edgy uh, (laughs) Ganaba. I think it's Gnaba, something like that. Edgy, though, is his first name. I swear to God, Phil, you can see it right there. I don't know. Maybe you could say EG or something, but let's go with Edgy because I like Edgy. Um, Yeah, definitely. He
1: plays bass in his (laughs) own band.
0: He used to be the bassist in Druid, but uh, he, he got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> he got replaced by a much superior uh, bassist by the name of Jordan. Now, yeah. so Edgy started to hear stories about a wild all rummaging through the woods in the region, and he was determined that he wanted to capture this creature. So it sounds like he must have either hired hunters, put a bounty out for her capture, or just... Purchased the creature after it was captured. I don't know which scenario it is, but hunters get it for him. Obviously, Edgy is not gonna get his ass out in the woods and catch this thing.
1: No, he was too busy at Starbucks drinking (laughs) coffee and uh, bitching about the you know the news of the day and what he's seeing on the internet on mainstream music. music. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's at Starbucks uh, telling (laughs) dead baby jokes or something. Yeah. Uh, Now, either way, when the hunters first came upon the mysterious creature, they realized that it actually looks kind of like a young lady, but has ape-like features. She was a towering six foot six tall, covered in thick, dark hair. Her arms, legs, and fingers were very thick, and they would go on to describe her bosom as, quote, massive. Now, that could just be them being dicks. I don't know but they said it Mm. was massive. Um, Now from the onset here, Phil, with this description and let's look at the, the picture, the alleged drawn picture of the creature they captured here. um, What is your initial feeling? And obviously this will be on the Instagram, her picture and all that. So um, what do you feel about that so far? Yeah. I mean, it does look like a, a human woman.
1: It's, just with uh, some odd features, kind of like what you would see on a poster for like the old days when they had uh, the side shows, the carnival mm,
0: freak shows. Right. Kind of looks like someone they would hire for that situation. Now, tell me this. I saw someone comment about this on the internet. Uh, they said it looks a lot of like a lot like the Mona Lisa. It does actually kind of look yeah. a lot like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, like just how our face is. I don't know if that's just the best way they knew how to draw or whatever, but it is interesting from that aspect. Yeah, very small teeth, also. Right. Very human, of... very human-looking teeth.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. If it was, uh, if, if it was kind of like the whole, like the Yeti or the Sasquatch, you'd expect like more animal-like teeth. So
0: I'll just say this: we're gonna preview here. When I first started this, uh, looking into this. That was my first assumption that that's what she was. But once Mm -hmm. you kind of get toward the end, I think I might have a different opinion on it. So, But we'll wait to get there. Now, it doesn't go into much detail about how they went about capturing Zana. But it does mention that she was quite ferocious and intimidating. But even still, they managed to capture her and transported her back to either Abkhaza or the mountain village of tekina whichever one he was edgy was at i don't really know it doesn't really matter uh where she was then given to edgy now one source claims that edgy the whole reason that he even wanted to capture zana was to use her as a attraction okay okay He, he he was gonna place her in a very crude cage. We do know he placed her in a cage or allegedly put her in a cage and kept her on his property. Now, if he did that strictly so he could say, hey, come look at, you know, the ape woman or whatever uh, for a fee, we don't know if that is uh, what happened or not. How would you, would you think that might be what he was trying to do? Um, I mean- God, those carnivals were getting really big around this
1: time, the uh, like the mid eighteen hundreds. You got to so, remember, he'd
0: have one attraction, <laughs> and it would, yeah, be he would but I guess you know local villagers and all that, they'd probably believe any story you told them.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could definitely take it on the road. Um, I don't know, God, how. Russia was pretty poor at this time. So you could only basically... The only way you could make money off of having that attraction would be actually to get it around rich people. Because back in the 1850s, Russian peasants were very poor. They were basically still living under serfdom. So I would say he would have to take it on the road. Yeah. Take Zana on the road.
0: Okay. Well, we know... We're pretty sure he didn't do that, unfortunately. Well, I mean, probably for... You know what? I don't know what to say because... Fortunate
1: for... Yeah,
0: yeah, it's this is honestly if any of this is true, this is like a very, very sad story if I'm being completely honest with you. But um, for the first three years that Edgy kept the hairy woman in the cage, she was very violent. And anybody who even got close to the cage, she would like, you know, act aggressive at him, try to attack him. Kind of to be expected. If if you, if you were in a cage, you're probably going to be lashing out at people gawking at you or probably making faces at you or something like that. So because of her ferocity, apparently nobody could even get close to the cage. They had to just throw the fucking food inside. Um... <laughs> I oh. I get, maybe they saw uh that one episode of Tiger King where that lady the tiger steals her arm instead of the food, I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> That's too fucking yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I love how she she's just like cool with it too, like ah, yeah. it's okay. It's, tiger's hungry, he's got my arm. Fuck it, who cares? That poor. Yeah, woman. well,
1: in the interview afterwards, she's just like, yeah, well,
0: it's the job, you know. Eh. What do you do? Uh, I I signed up for this. I kind of want to watch that again. That that was so good. It was such a good documentary. Yeah, definitely. Now, now this is an interesting thing. Now, I don't know if this kind of points to maybe what Zana is, but because she didn't have any bedding in the cage, and I honestly don't even know how big the cage was, they claim that she would dig a giant hole within her grounds and then she would sleep in that. Now, I don't know if if it was a creature like a primate or something. Is that Have you ever heard of them being known to do something like that? Um god, I know I know gorillas when they
1: um when they kind of like they'll nest. So they'll kind of like take like branches and leaves and shit and kind of like make themselves like a little nest bed. Uh, when it rains, they'll try to like put shit over top of them, but they're not very good at it. So I do know that about gorillas. I don't know about how like like chimpanzees or like monkeys or you know apes or monkeys. So, I'm not really sure how they sleep. So,
0: so so what's interesting about this whole thing? This this idea came to my head because I I've been having Monster Quest on as like background, you know. Um, yeah. And and they talked about her, and I kind of wanted to look. Learn a little bit more about it. But they also had what is like the smartest ch- chimp, I think, or smartest primate in the world. Mm. And it it's kind of creepy. Like, it looks like it's starting to evolve into a human a little bit. Like, it actually has like a receding hairline and stuff. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. There are. There is. Well, I should. There's some evidence they have out that.
1: Apes are kind of watching humans. The ones that are close up to humans, they're watching humans and they're figuring out like how to use tools. So that's a little scary, you know. See, everybody's start figuring scared, stuff out.
0: See, everybody's scared of the AI, but it's actually going to be Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Goddamn chimpanzees <laughs>
1: coming in. Yeah, exactly. No, you should still be afraid of Jeff Bezos. Yeah, still, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Abs- Well, he's going to just have robots and monkeys killing everybody. So. Oh, we're going yeah, we're, we're to have a double whammy. Yeah. As time progressed, uh, Zana started to become more and more docile and domesticated, as they put it. That was their words. With the change in her behavior, they would give her... They would officially give her the name of Zana. One source claims that the only reason that they're about to change Zana's living situation is because Edgy decided that... He was done with his sideshow. Again, they're leaning on the sideshow thing. I don't know if any of that's true or not, but I guess it is believable, like you said. So who really knows? It doesn't really matter. This is about Zana. This is not about Edgelord Edgy here, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, either way, Zana would be taken out of the cage and placed inside a wattle enclosure. Are you familiar with a wattle enclosure? Not exactly. Okay. So it's basically just a wooden fence on <laughs> you. I know you've seen these before. Like, let's say the wooden fences in Iowa, right? You have yeah. um, gaps in between the wood. A wattle enclosure is almost like if you were building a log cabin with like shitty wood and then you have a fence. Um, oh, okay. Kind of. Yeah. So I don't know what th- the point of it is, but that's what they use. It's probably just the ancient technique of fencing. Yeah, Um, but still, even though she was more open in this, they still at first put a chain around her neck. But as time progressed even further, they removed the restraints and just allowed her to roam around freely. Zana loved to roam the woods at night doing... Nobody knows what she was doing out there. She would just head into the woods and fuck off. I don't know. On hot days, similar to Phil... You could find her sleeping in the cool pools alongside the local water buffalo. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I usually don't sleep in pools,
1: but it is nice you, just to hang around hey, them. You, w-
0: this is your goal for the weekend. You're going to try Zana-style sleeping. Yeah, just uh, go take a little nap in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. Get, get a couple water buffaloes, bring them into <laughs> your apartment pool, Say, me and the boys are going to be taking a nap here in a minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it does get hot here, like in the 100,
1: 115, 120s, when it gets into that range of hot, it is great just to come, like, come back to the apartment and immediately just go to the pool and (laughs) just hang out there for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Just to cool off because it's so fucking hot. So.
0: Oh, I didn't even talk about it. Usually we give their weather report, but. This whole week's been like in the hundreds. It's kind of very humid today, very like sticky, yeah. humid. Not doesn't feel great. Yeah, it's been hot here, not humid, so it's been in the hundreds <laughs> past few days. Now, even though Zana had all this new freedom, basically to kind of, she could technically run away if she wants. She could return to the woods. She could do whatever she wants. Um, yeah. but they claim Zana never went very far because she always had food at her disposal, okay? So she always returned to the village because there's food there. Now, that would lean towards something an animal would do technically, I guess. Um, I don't know. Do you think a feral human would do that? Um, ooh. If the... I mean, if a feral human was,
1: you know, living... If they were, you know, captured and kind of kept around for a few years, eventually they would kind of realize maybe... That having food at hand, because I mean, if you were out in the wild, a human was out in the wild, most of their time would be dedicated to getting food and like making sure you're safe. Right. Like water. So if all of a sudden, you know, a few years passed by and you realized I have it pretty good here because I have all the food I want. I have all the water I want and it's safe. Right. So all three of the things that I want are right here. So I could see why after a few years, you know in that situation, like she'd come back. If it was, you know, like uh, I'm trying to I'm in my brain right now. I'm thinking it's just like possibly like a feral human, like you were talking about, but trying to think like, maybe it is like a Yeti, you know, the, a prehistoric humanoid kind of deal. Right. So if it was more animal like than modern humans are, then yeah, I could totally see realizing that the three, You know, the whole Maslow thing. Like all of its needs were being met here. So just stay here, you know? Right. Keep coming back at night. Just like when I had that cat, it would, I would let it outside roam around and, you know, do its thing, but then it would always come back because I had the food. So
0: yeah, it's very similar to like the citizens of Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. They uh, probably, you probably should have a chain around their neck, but they keep coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Now, Eventually, Zana started to help out the villagers by performing simple tasks such as grinding up corn, carrying wood, or carrying other heavy items. Zana was apparently exceptionally strong and would just throw 100-pound bags of flour over her shoulder, just carry them with ease. Not even Mm -hmm. a big deal for her. Outside of Zana's insane strength, she apparently could run even faster than a horse could at full gallop. Now, I don't know how fast that is. Um, 20 miles an hour, maybe, you think? Maybe Yeah, 30? I don't
1: know. But, I mean, you think about a horse running at full gallop. That's pretty fucking fast.
0: Yeah. So. I, I don't know. Uh, apparently, old Zani here. Uh, see, we need to put her up against what's, uh, what's Usain Bolt. Um, Usain see, Bolt? Yeah, yeah, see if she can take him. I bet she could take him. Probably, yeah. Then uh, Russia would definitely have more gold medals if they had Zana on her
1: team. Well, they would They would also fill her up with steroids, too.
0: Yeah, so. they'd really get her going. Yeah, put her in that fucking,
1: uh, where, the place where Drago is training. They would have her <laughs> down in that fucking warehouse basement.
0: Oh, man, I'd love to see Zana fighting uh, Sly. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> Just her yeah, fucking well, him up.
1: If she's six foot six, she's
0: gonna make him look like he's about four two. So <laughs> uh now Zana was also apparently an exceptional swimmer and could swim up current in the river without a shred of difficulty. That's mm. pretty tough, honestly. Holy shit.
1: That is odd. It's um like primates don't usually swim. Like humans are one of the few like primate, you know, like that actually swim cuz i know they around at the uh, at the zoo in madrid they didn't have like a fence around the monkey cage the ape cages they just had like a big moat and it's one of those deals where if some food dropped into the water they would like try to reach over and grab the food out of the water but they didn't want to get in the water cuz they were afraid of drowning so interesting it's a little it's a little odd on that
0: one okay are you sure that's true because there is a documentary series um, video game you can play called Donkey Kong Country. And ah, there yes. is two 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 primates who are quite exceptional at swimming. They're so good. In fact, they actually ride a swordfish. It's quite incredible.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, di- I didn't take that into account. I was thinking probably more of the uh, Planet of the Apes movie into my monkeys are afraid of water theory so
0: here's a better question phil what's more likely uh a monkey and a chimpanzee riding a swordfish right or mm-hmm. two italian plumbers swimming uh and shooting fish with fireballs oh that's a rough one i'm gonna say the italian plumbers okay you giving them that's the more plausible <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, all right. Now Zana was also a masterful climber. She would scale tall trees to gather grapes. Apparently, because she loved her grapes. Um, I didn't know. I don't know. Grape grapes don't grow in. I trees. Did, they said grapes. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. a Russian grape. I don't know. <laughs> These
1: are Russian grapes. We're going to make them out of vodka. There you go. Basically.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about booze here in a minute, but, uh, yeah. So let's just say this. Okay. Zana, her strength, she could win the strongman competition, her swimming. She could beat Michael Phelps, her running. She could, um, beat Usain Bolt and climbing. I don't know who climbs, but somebody probably climb. man. She could smoke them all, get all the gold medals. There is, uh, there's
1: actually some you know, those rock climbing walls. There are speed climbers that I've, I saw a it was like a kind of like a documentary deal on YouTube where they were showing the speed climbing like competition. And there was one, uh, probably like I don't know at the time she was probably like 14 15, but she would just fly up the wall like faster than most people could, like run that, you know, basically just. It was amazing how quick she could climb up that wall. So maybe she's as
0: good as her. Could be. Maybe that. Well, we're about to learn. Zana has some offspring. So maybe. Okay. That girl could be. Could be her. Could yeah. be her offspring. We'll find yeah. out here. Um, now they would try to give Zana clothing, but she was very adverse to wearing any and would just tear them up the second they were put on her body. Uh, she didn't. She didn't appear to enjoy having additional layers on because of her, her her fur was so thick. Apparently it'd make her too hot. Uh, They would also try to teach Zana how to speak some sort of coherent language, but she never appeared to to be able to learn. Um, But it just kept coming out as Russian and no one understands that. (laughs) I was going to say they tried with the most primitive of uh, dialects such as (laughs) Pittsburghstonian <laughs> Pittsburghish. Um and she couldn't do it. It was it was still too complicated. Yeah. Now, now they say she would mostly just communicate through grunts or howls. Um, you know, kind of just a real real baseline way of communicating. So the, the Tim Allen method. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he stole that from her. That's what yeah. she used to do every time a villager used to come. Uh Roach would be like, hey, Zana, can you come help me fix my plumbing? <laughs> just like, <laughs> 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 And Tim Allen high as shit on cocaine was like, damn, that sounds like an awesome line for my home improvement TV show. Yeah.
1: That was his whole – if you've ever watched his old stand-up before that, he would do that same shit. The grunting. kind of where the show came from. The grunting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was his little shtick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love how he's just known as either – Tim the toolman Taylor or the guy who said the N word.
1: Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the Santa Claus, but he probably is uh, well known for for the drugs and the yeah, yeah. the racial slur.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, old Tim. Anyway, now this is the part of the story where it gets a little dark. Uh legend states that once Zada was free to roam around, she would remain very hostile to the other women in the village perhaps indicating a primitive instinct involving mating if the story is even true in the first place i thought that was kind of interesting you know if we i hate to say this is like a animal woman because if we're being realistic this could just be a woman i don't really know it's 1850s in russia but yeah the hostility towards a someone of the same sex Usually, to me, means some sort of primitive thing towards mating, right? Instinctual. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I thought that was kind of interesting. Again, we don't really know if it's true or not, but uh, it is an interesting thing to think about. Now, as time progressed, Zana would apparently develop quite the thirst for booze. Zana loved to drink wine and oftentimes was exceedingly inebriated. It is believed when Zana was in a very inebriated state that some of the men in the village decided to sexually assault her, which led to Zana becoming pregnant. So you can't get much darker and fucked up than that, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's a little... I I have heard this part of the story, and yeah, that where... Basically, she becomes pregnant and has offspring. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, you know, and I think it is the most clod- logical conclusion that if she did have offspring, it probably wasn't, you know, willing with the captors that kept her in a cage, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Or
1: the guys, the, the men of the village.
0: Yeah. So the story goes that... After Zana gave birth to her firstborn, she took it to the river and instinctually dipped the baby into the ice-cold river, but because the baby was not equipped with the necessary fur and other such survival traits that Zana possessed, the baby passed away. Then Zana would fall pregnant for a second time, and the exact same scenario played out again, but the woman in the village decided that if she was to fall pregnant again, they would take the child before Zana could attempt to put it in the cold water. Now, mm-hmm. the cold water thing is interesting because, again, instinctual animal thing. I don't really know. Yeah, I I don't know. It is a little weird to think
1: that just immediately like take it to the river. I don't know if that's uh, if she well. If it was for the uh, like Neanderthal or like for you know whatever, I don't know if it would be because you you don't really hear about it for like apes. You know right, what I mean? Maybe right. they do it to get like the afterbirth off. And stuff. Well, that that was but my first thought. You know, I'm not a I'm not an animal specialist, so you know,
0: <laughs> you're not an animal birth specialist. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, it, let's say uh, what. other... Uh, Uh, cow uh pig a sheep or whatever if they give birth i'm pretty sure the mother cleans them like the second they come out of birth right or they come out um they they lick all of that off yeah so maybe since if zana if zana was a yeti or a bigfoot and she had a higher level of intelligence than a normal animal did maybe she did know that in the in the water was the easiest way to clean it off. First, licking your yeah. child, <laughs> whatever. Can you imagine yeah. like a human mother gives birth and they have to lick the child clean? Disgusting. Yeah,
1: it's, we're kind of move. We kind of move past that a little bit. Yeah, just well, a little. You hope
0: you hope we've most of
1: us have moved past that. But
0: <laughs> we might know one one location in the United States who might not have.
1: Possibly. Yeah, yeah.
0: we're not going to say their name. But anyway. Tragically, this cycle would continue and Zana would end up pregnant another four times. But this time, the children were taken from her immediately, so they would go on to survive. We don't know much about Zana's alleged surviving children. The legend states that while they looked mostly human, the one thing that was different is they possessed immense strength, much like Zana did, but they did not have all the body hair like Zana. Now, Zana herself would live all the way until 1890 when she eventually passed away, living a absolutely horrific life if this story is, in fact, true. Now, okay, do you see the two pictures here? Yes, I do. Okay, now these two pictures are allegedly her children. Um, I'm just going to say this. They kind of just look like normal people. Yeah, they look. Uh,
1: one looks like George Costanza. Yeah, uh, a yeah. little bit there, <laughs> or not George? Uh, what's Cosmo Kramer? Yeah, one he... looks like Cosmo <laughs> Kramer. Yes, he does. I don't. Michael
0: Richards, right? I think that's yeah, his name. gorgeous. Michael, Richards.
1: Michael Richards. Also very famous for racial slurs. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, say that.
0: Kind of a theme today. Now, um, the yeah. the, the one on the left is obviously her daughter. And the one on the right is her son. Um, don't know the daughter's name.
1: Yeah, it's odd because I'm looking at all three pictures right now because I have my my two screens set up. And, uh, yeah, they don't look that drawing. And the forehead's kind of similar on her daughter. But then the nose, the mouth, the jaw. Uh, the jaw is actually kind of similar a little bit with the daughter. Kind of that, that thin jaw. Yeah. Uh, rounded face, thin jaw. Um, the nose is obviously much different. I think they kind of over embellished maybe a little with the nose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would, I would say it's, that's more of a snout. Yeah. So it literally like, you'll see it on the Instagram story. You can Google this if you want, but, uh, yeah, her, the picture they just picked her as is, it's literally like a baboon's nose. Yeah. Or I I don't I don't even know what the like they a, have a almost like almost like it's
1: almost like if you put like the dog's a dog's snout on a human and then got it to like fit yeah and like put it downwards yeah. it kind of looks like that
0: yeah yeah now here's the interesting thing the boy on the right his name was apparently quit okay and he lived all the way until 1954 okay so honestly not that long ago. You know, I mean, it's, what, se- 70 years or 66 yep. years. But um, honestly, if this is really her son, right, then yep. uh, and we're going to be talking about kind of them examining him. But uh, it's, man, I don't know. He doesn't look like a Yeti man or an eight man or whatever. He just looks like, I don't know, a random he, Cosmo Kramer. He looks like he harasses yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, honestly. Yeah, he does look, I mean, pretty normal. Uh, it would be interesting to see,
1: like, if they had... They probably didn't have a picture of the father um, at the time out in, you know, kind of the sticks out in whatever Georgia or Russia, whatever part that was. Um, it would be interesting to know what the father looked like of these yeah. two people. Yeah. To see kind of like if there was, you know... Because they do look like they have different parents, uh they have different, they don't have like very similar features, except for the nose is a little bit similar on both of them, but that's about it.
0: Well, I mean, it'd be pretty hard to find the father because they, according to the story, they're all rapists. So, yeah. Um, some say it was these are Edgy's kids. Again, okay. We, do, we don't know. It's a speculation purely. Uh, but, yeah, they they say maybe one or two of them were Edgy's kids. I don't know. Edgy seems like an asshole. But, uh, but yeah, so maybe one of them is his. I don't even know what he looks like. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, the real question is what aspects of Zana are really true? Well, we have a flurry of different possible explanations, some more fantastical than others. So we might as well start with the entire reason I decided to look into the story. Could it be possible that Zana was actually a real Yeti, Sasquatch, or some other type of human ape hybrid? Now, how do you feel about that, Phil? Now, the Monster Mm. Quest, um, the whole episode was kind of, kind of about Russia. Obviously, when Stalin was in there trying to make, like, ape human super soldiers or whatever, but yep. but they also talked about two species that, accident, you know, breed together and to make it work, like a lion and a tiger, or a zebra and a horse, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, may, I I'd highly doubt a human and a monkey of any type can yeah. accidentally breed together, but...
1: The problem is too, like a liger and a tigon, and you know, those uh, what is it, a mule? They're all unable to reproduce. So, ah, usually, usually they're unable to reproduce. Uh, most of those combinations, gotcha. okay. So, all right, kind of so- like how you can't have a mule farm, you have to have donkeys and horses to make mules. Um, yeah, it would, I mean, uh, ape human hybrid, it's uh, kind of like the sasquatch you know it's i mean that is it's it's a the deep forest out there who knows you know what kind of uh what kind of things we're still living out there but i mean i i do have a a theory on this one that i've been kind of thinking of like during the episode but i'll save it for the end but yeah i mean i wouldn't it's if you believe yetis and sasquatches exist Right. If you do, then you think, oh, definitely it could be blah, blah, blah. But if you don't, you don't think it is. So it's one of those things where I don't give it very much just because I really don't think that it's real. Right. So, right. um, Here, yeah.
0: The, I think the thing about this whole, whole story is I came into it with maybe that was the leading possibility, but now as, um, we went along i've kind of changed my opinion on what mm. this could actually be so i i'm probably i might be in the same boat as you but like I we said we'll wait till we get to that point i have a feeling i know what you're leaning on but uh yeah it- let's go to another interesting theory that gets tossed around a lot and could it be possible that zana was just an outcast woman who was suffering from hypertrichosis, which is known as werewolf syndrome which is an exceedingly rare disease um, and basically i know everybody out there has seen this that one poor son of a bitch there's like two of them their whole head is covered in hair um yes. they they were big with guinness or the guinness book of world records and all of that um it could be possible uh, i i was kind of thinking about it like this right you hear the old witch in the woods legends and essentially, all those are is old women that were cast out of the village, and now everyone assumes they're they're some evil warlock sitting out in the woods, right? Yes. If if Zana had this disease, and they were like, "You monster, get out of the village!" and she just kind of became a fair woman in the woods, entirely possible, and they believe she was some mystical creature. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of was thinking about something like that also i was thinking maybe it was um just a person who was abandoned as a child had like a mental disability Mm. and kind of figured out how to survive on their own maybe like watching animals uh take care of themselves maybe kind of like figured out how to survive like a
0: real life um tarzan ish care i don't mean that to be funny i just that's like the one that thing i think everybody knows like tarzan i don't know if you want to put mogue in that like the jungle book yeah. yeah um entirely possible i don't i don't know uh yeah don't really hear about feral humans too often anymore no and
1: the uh, the whole thing about like normally when if if there is situations with feral humans normally they die after a short amount of time after being like brought into a society they don't really survive like coming back into society from what i've from what i've heard in the past that might just be one sin, like one instance where like a feral human was brought like kind of like you know into society and they ended up dying but
0: huh interesting i i wonder why that is
1: yeah i don't know it it might just be that one instance it uh, might just be that one instance but
0: probably just make them watch the entire series of jersey shore and they can't take it
1: yeah Florabama line (laughs) they just fucking
0: (laughs) they're like fuck it put me in the woods again that's better than this shit but uh, i do i do like that that possibility phil that's uh you'd have to imagine 1850s of russia a lot of people being left in the woods
1: yeah exactly i mean it's one of those deals where you know it's it's it was a Completely different time. I mean, 1850s in America, look at what they were doing with people who had mental disabilities. Yeah. They would normally just throw them in an insane asylum. And, you know, it's it's basically it's always horrible.
0: But yeah. it's gotten better in the past probably 50, 60 years. But I wonder, you know. I wonder if now maybe somebody out there can tell us, uh, email us or whatever. If a human was to be placed back, or a human grew up fairly, right, Uh, grew Mm -hmm. up in the woods and all that, would their natural instincts automatically have them start growing longer hair and stuff for survival? You know, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, I don't know if that wouldn't
1: change. You wouldn't evolve that over or de-evolve like that over the span of one lifetime, I don't think – I think the instinct, if especially living in Russia, would be to cover yourself, even if you were a feral human who was out there since you were a little kid. Mm. I think the instinct would be to try to, like, layer yourself so you weren't, like, freezing to death out in the Russian cold.
0: Yeah, and they so. – well, they claim that Zana um, – she loved the cold weather. She okay. didn't bother because of the thick fur. She hated clothing because it makes her too hot because of the fur.
1: Yeah. Or, well, like when you try to put like a sweater on a dog, it's just unnatural. Yeah. You're, you know, going against nature there.
0: (laughs) You just just pissed off a lot of people, Phil. Yeah, I know. It's all right. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the next one here. Now, Phil, you can see the skull there. Okay. That is the uh, skull of Quit, her son, the gentleman that we see above. Now... After it was studied more closely, Professor Boris Porchniv of Moscow Academy of Sciences put forth the idea that could it be possible that Neanderthals still existed at the time at least? Now, what Boris is leaning on here is he believes could it be possible that because Ro- Russia is so remote and there's so many areas that... I don't know for certain, but could have possibly never have been explored by humans. Could there be, have been a remaining pocket of Neanderthals that had never been disturbed by the Homo sapiens, and maybe Zana was one of the lost members of the tribe? What do you, how do you feel about Boris's hypothesis here?
1: Interesting. I do, I think that, uh, all of the area probably has been, you know, kind of like traversed by reindeer farmers because I know <laughs> that they do get out. So, okay.
0: are yeah, they the reindeer
1: are reindeer they, farmers? Out are
0: there they uh, sleeper cell Neanderthals? Could possibly okay. be the Neanderthals. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just forget not, it's Neanderthals. Neanderthals. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: They're not. Uh, I don't think. I don't. People. God. It. I'm trying to think of how tall the average Russian at this time would be. Like six foot six would be pretty fucking tall. Yeah, because you big. hear about you hear about how tall like Napoleon. They everyone said, oh, he's like a short guy, even though he was pretty average height for the time, and he, I think he was like maybe five six or something like that. So people at this time like probably I'm 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 at I'm at five uh, eleven. So I would probably be like a very tall person for this time, almost six foot tall.
0: Yeah, six foot six would be quite imposing. Yeah, you could definitely start at center for the Moscow <laughs> Borsh <laughs>
1: pro- producers or whatever their basketball team would be called.
0: Um, were the Neanderthals a considerably taller uh, creature? I, uh, I think they were taller than human they just modern yeah they just slouched right
1: yeah i i'm trying to remember from what we learned about the neanderthals i do believe they were tall they were taller um it's uh the thing about being short was the amount of disease and i don't think that neanderthals had like a ton of disease that they suffered from so i think that's why people because it's it's kind of weird how it worked but the more and like the The smaller the family group was, the less disease that was roaming around because you only had like so much actual interaction with other people. But then when societies got bigger and bigger, people would be getting shorter and shorter because you'd be introduced to disease more readily when you live in a city full of 20,000 people rather than when you live in a family group of like 60 people that you've known your entire life. Right. So people actually got shorter – before they're like getting taller like they are now. And that's because we don't have so much disease keeping people short. We have better nutrition. We have, you know, all this stuff. So more hmm. varied nutrition.
0: Interesting, I always kind of wondered that I figured it was because of <laughs> all the uh, growth hormones that are jammed in the food that we eat. Um, but that's I, the uh,
1: that's the early puberty. That's, ah, that's what's
0: causing that, Okay. Yeah. How those eight-year-olds on Mari are entering up pregnant. Um, probably yeah. because of that. Fucking Mari. God damn you. Um, actually, we need Mari to figure out if that guy is actually her uh, son. Her offspring. Yeah. yeah. DNA test. Zana, you are the mother. <laughs> That'd be amazing.
1: Reggie, right. You are the father.
0: He's just sitting <laughs> in the corner. He's crying. On his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got Papa Roach playing. Um <laughs> All right, let's go for the last possible explanation that might be the most practical and scientific, but also has to be taken on a complete leap of faith. In 2013, Professor Brian Sykes, a professor of human genetics at the University of Oxford, apparently tested saliva samples from six of Zana's descendants. Obviously... There's no way to prove that those people are actually descendants of her. They must just claim they are. But after Professor Sykes ran all of his tests, he discovered that the alleged DNA of Zana shows that her ethnic background was 100% sub-Saharan African. He believes that if the DNA is truly Zana's, more than likely she was a slave brought to the area by the ruling Ottomans of the time. Professor Sykes also noticed that with the skull of Quit the Sun, it contained larger eye sockets and a prominent brow ridge, and the back of his skull had an extra piece of bone at its base, meaning that his skull is quite different than how the human skulls would look within the... Uh, for the people who usually resided in that area, if that okay. makes sense. So, again, interesting, but how does he know he was testing her descendant's DNA? That's yeah, kind of my it, question.
1: It is odd. You said that her descendant's DNA contained 100% sub-Saharan African yep. genes. Yep. That would be very hard considering Quit's father was not sub-Saharan African and uh, quits, you know, whoever quit mated with, say it was quit that this person was descended from. Whoever quit mated with was probably also not 100% sub-Saharan African. So how did this descendant give saliva samples for genes that were also 100% sub-Saharan
0: African? Okay, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe that is even my bad wording. Maybe he meant that half of them showed to be sub-Saharan African I guess
1: or they had descent from sub-Saharan
0: Africa yeah so okay yeah maybe it was something like that Um, maybe he was able to like if half the DNA was like Georgian or whatever uh, Russian of some kind then they could er eradicate that and then just be like okay well the sub-Saharan African would be very weird for this region maybe um so I I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh it, it's kind of an interesting theory, but uh how how do you feel about this one? I mean, it is it's it doesn't explain
1: the the thick hair. It doesn't explain um it might explain the height because um there are groups of people in like sub-Saharan African like regions that are very tall. Um like it it would very it would explain very little though of the rest of it i i think that they could just tell if they were i mean maybe it's a very remote area where they don't see a lot of black people around maybe that's part of it but i don't know it wouldn't maybe they were just kind of chasing what they thought was they thought this was some kind of wild woman or you know so they kind of gave her you know traits that right. maybe she didn't actually have Right. Maybe, maybe it's maybe she really didn't have like thick hair all over her body. Maybe they just kind of like, you know, claimed that she yeah. had
0: that. You know what? I didn't even consider that. Like the super speed, super swimming, super climbing. Maybe that was just added as part of the spiel. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a sideshow spiel, I guess. If the the, car- sideshow-
1: the carnival barker right. was
0: adding things. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, I want to know, Phil. What? First off, do you do you think this actually happened? I guess did Zana actually exist? I can, um, I can
1: see a situation where kind of there was a like a wild, wild person situation or a feral human, and I can see something like that, um, happening, and then it getting blown out of proportion. You know, with future, um. With kind of like the whole sideshow aspect of it, him trying to make money off of it. So claiming that, oh, you should see her throw a bag of flour. She just tosses it like it was, you know, (laughs) a bag of a a bag of, you know, (laughs) just cotton, like throwing it like it was something much lighter, like a hundred pound bag, like it was a bag that only weighed 15 pounds. I could see like the, oh, swimming and climbing and doing all this stuff, claiming that it wasn't like a human. Um, I could, I mean, it's not like the story must be just completely false because it could be true. So I would say just a tiny percent, it might be like a wild, feral human
0: situation. So that, that to you, that would be your number one explanation for Zana.
1: Yeah. I could also see with the, for it being sub-Saharan African, uh, a person from africa i could see this remote podunk you know this village out in the middle of fucking nowhere i could like i mean honestly you didn't even know where georgia was on a map until you looked it up for this story i like it's so remote i could see them not really ever seen a, a black person before in their entire life yeah i could also see something like that and then just thinking that it was this other not huge like a like a non-human just from, you know, them just being ignorant of that. So yeah. I could see that too, but it also, I could see it being just total bullshit local legend. You know, I could also see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, a huge part of me thinks that Zana was a real person and probably was treated very poorly um, yes. like that. But as far as, is she a wild human or does she have the werewolf disease I don't know I kind of feel like she probably had something wrong with her that maybe changed her appearance and they took that as she's a wild woman or something because maybe she was maybe she was feral I don't really know but uh but yeah unfortunately I don't I think the yeti's probably like the bottom (laughs) part of this I just I think there's something wrong with her And humans were shitty and humans were especially shitty in 1850. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fascinating tale. Honestly, it's a fascinating tale and I don't, there's so much mystery behind it. I don't really know what to make of it, but, uh, but I think it's an absolutely fascinating tale.
1: Yeah. It'd be great if, uh, if anyone wants to email us on, if they've either heard this story or heard another story, that's like it. That'd be great. Where can they do that, Phil? Well, they could hit us up on our email at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Haven't gotten any emails in the past few days since our last episode, but we did get an onslaught of emails for the previous two. So thank you for those. Probably the best way to get a hold of us, though, how most people do it is over Instagram on Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, Gotten a lot of likes, gotten a lot of replies, People have been talking to us, so it's awesome. Thank you for all of that. Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Minus SD Pod Phil, I barely use it; hardly ever look at it. But if you did message me on it, thank you for that. Cody, you got one?
0: Yeah, follow me on my personal Instagram at Cody's Above. The last thing we need you guys to do is if you could take a moment, log on iTunes, leave a show five star review. Doesn't really matter what you say. Type I love Zana. I don't care. Uh, as long as it's five stars, if you're a Spotify user, all you gotta do is hit that follow button. So easy, Zana could do it. Now, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Like to get a little weird. Like to use that noodle up uh, up in your head to think about it a little bit. And I hope you reach out to us and tell us how you feel. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.